0: How are you? It, there's snow? There's it's so not, much it's snow. It's not ha- Halloween. Well, I Ugh. mean, we're usually cold by this time of year, but all of a sudden there is snow. Like yes, yeah, it, just it hit didn't mess around this week, and it's like keeps coming.
1: Yeah, uh, it's kind of miserable. I'm looking forward to going to Oregon simply because this <sighs> coastal Oregon, it's still warm there. Raining, not snowing. No, it's not even raining. It's really? it's sunny and Ashland is a desert. Mm. It's so I'm driving down. I'll hit Portland for a little bit. I'm sure it'll be rainy and nasty there. But uh, then I'll drive down I-5 for it's five day. and a half hours and get to Such Ashland. Such a long
0: drive. It is. It's for ridiculous.
1: A weekend. And well for a day because I'm just going down there for the game and then I have to come back. So.
0: Oh my god! Yes,
1: it'll be my third time this year driving down there, and it's so it's a thirty-four hour round trip sort of thing. And I would like a, to know
0: what you do in the car that whole time.
1: I listen to podcasts, and and you know I listen to what ours. What do you to, listen to? I listen to ours to make sure that we don't mm-hmm. sound like complete idiots. Mm-hmm. And amazingly enough, you don't. Oh stop! <laughs> <laughs> However, sometimes I I just go off on irrelevant tangents. <laughs> I actually listened to last week's show, um,
0: <laughs> and you well, saw how fired right up right you Falls, were
1: getting. Yeah, <laughs> which was funny, um, and I loved your reaction to it. Um, but I also loved the fact that I. Completely forgot where I was going, but I managed to get whatever
0: right like, I got it. It, I got
1: interrupted and kind of got <laughs> off topic, and then we got back to it later on, so it right. was really good um, but then I also listened to a bunch of podcasts from five by five what 's that um, it 's a it 's dan benjamin 's company out of Austin, Texas, and he has a ton of shows I think he has like thirty five different shows oh boy, and he 's the host of like eight of them. Uh, Or he's a co-host. Is that
0: what you're aspiring to? No, 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 no.
1: I'd like to, well, and and it's no secret, I'd like to be doing this full time. Mm -hmm. um, But I don't necessarily just want it to be a podcast. I'd like it to be a morning show. Mm -hmm. As much as I really hate mornings... I would love to be Drive Time Radio. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be the most fun in the world. Exactly. Um, But I don't know that they'd allow me on the radio, because the FCC (laughs) might have a couple of issues with me.
0: Hmm. You could tone it down here and there. I could. Have you listened to some of those... Shock jock radio guys, they are well, and, completely. Out see, of control. and I don't, I don't
1: necessarily want to be the shock jock radio. Guy.
0: No, I'm saying if they are so right, you know, blatantly right. offensive and say all sorts of things, I don't even see how you compare to that. And and I don't want to be blatantly
1: offensive. I want to have interesting conversations. I think you know, the one thing when I used to have a commute when I lived in uh, Phoenix or when I lived in Houston, um, listening to the radio, having them have a conversation was really, really. Cool. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. Um, we don't really have that here because nobody has a commute, 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 I komoot. don't know. <laughs> so how's your week been?
0: Um, I am really, really tired. Well, there's less than two weeks left. Less than two weeks. I think it's 12 days. See. Yeah. 12 days. Um, yeah, I just, I feel perpetually tired right now. And, like, hopefully, I'll be able to keep my eyes open for this entire podcast. But if I, <laughs> if I nod off a little bit, just like. She, you know, you'll hear a sign as she
1: falls into the mic, people.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it's the change of the seasons isn't helping. Well, because you know, it's we had fall darker. for a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting darker. It. It's snowy. It's like that. I think
1: there's oh, a part of me that naturally hibernates,
0: yeah. you know, like, oh, I just want to sleep all the time. And now you compound that with being so busy with campaign and work and everything else that I just feel really tired all the time.
1: Right. And then and
0: trying to compensate for that, I guess. Hmm. Amazing. I'm uh, like, I'm visualizing myself crawling to the finish line and I'm just trying to find that last burst of energy. Um, could somebody get the woman a red bull. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or does anybody have a jolt? Colet? It might yeah. be a little old, but we'll take it.
0: But there's been a lot of really <clears throat> interesting things happening with the campaign. So I, um, Ooh, it's not like it doesn't do share, keep do interesting. Well, to, See, and
1: that, that's interesting to me because I would think at this point it starts to become rote. You pick up the phone, you call, you go to a house, you knock on the door. It's the same stuff. Yeah,
0: overall. well, right now I'm not knocking because it's so miserable outside. I was planning <laughs> on going you knocked on doors, would yeah. be
1: like, is your car broken down? Exactly.
0: <laughs> Monday night was when I was supposed to go out knocking and it was like blizzarding. And as much as people think, oh, you're so hardy and you know, die hard, it's really not conducive to getting around and trying to knock and, you know, shuffle through people's snow. And surprisingly, people are actually really annoyed when you walk on their fresh snow because a lot of people have this thing about shoveling before you get tracks on it. If that makes sense.
1: It does make sense because if you step on it, then it melts yeah. and becomes these ice patches that people slip and die on.
0: Yeah. And I've been fighting a cold for weeks. So it's like, you know, I'd rather spend my time on the phone. So I've definitely been doing that. And each night is different. Some nights people, you can just tell that people are kind of irritable and the tired. Because the and debate was on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I actually called that night and people were very friendly that night. I think it um, mm-hmm. really depends on where you catch people. So, had they seen, you know, 30 offensive commercials that were political that day or not. Um, Mm -hmm. But I have, I had a lot of really good conversations this week on the phones. Today is the um, deadline for financial reports. So all legislative candidates um, by today have to submit basically their financial report. And the period is from June until October 20th. Mm -hmm. And you see, you know, how much people have raised and, um, If you're running against someone, obviously you're interested in how much they've raised and how much you've raised and what you've spent your money on and what they've spent their money on. So that's due today. And um, they're not quite public yet. I'm sure it'll take a day or two before they become public. But it's always an interesting indicator of campaigns. And for me, I obviously feel like we've done our best to raise as much money as we can. Mm -hmm. I'm quite sure that um, my competition will have raised more. And well, how did
1: you stack up against your competition at the other reporting period?
0: Oh boy, um, let's see in May, I had raised about eight thousand, and she had raised eighteen. Oh, wow, um, she hadn't raised much more by the June report, and I raised maybe a thousand dollars more as of now, we'll be submitting a report that shows that we've raised about fifteen thousand total um and we've brought in even more this week, so I think by the end of the campaign, we'll be about. Maybe sixteen, five, seventeen. Which again, if you look historically at legislative races, that's, that's a running. lot of money, you know, and a lot of money for this district, a lot of money for races in general. Um, you know, each year it seems like people are having to raise more and more money. But if she raised eighteen thousand in the first half, who knows? She's probably in the thirties by now. Um, so. The problem is that um, some people take that as an indication of strength of campaign, you know, and the reality is that she has access to different types of contributors. Right. And
1: um, well, and and I think this year that 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 concept that money is strength may backfire in a lot Mm -hmm. of places.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, and it's never been an absolute indicator of, you know, voting behavior either. The mm -hmm. difference is that uh, she can afford to send out lots of mailers. And I don't know if you've opened up the Helena IR website lately, but her picture comes up as one of those kind of banner ads and that sort of stuff. So she's definitely spending a lot of money on advertising. Who does that reach? Who knows? I know. <laughs> well, I mean, and, you know, what they always tell you is the ground game is what matters, you know, the people you're talking to. And, you know, we've knocked as many doors as we can. We'll continue to do it. We've made phone calls. We're we're doing a series of mailings over the next two weeks, too. But it's just when you have less money, you have less of a universe to be able to work with. Um, right now, she can just kind of blanket mail everybody in the district. So we'll see how that turns out. Mm-hmm. But. You know, for me, I had to come to terms with the fact that I could raise as much money as I could. It certainly hasn't been that I haven't asked, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so it's not and it's not even necessarily that, uh, you know, people don't support my campaign. There's just so many Democratic candidates that they're supporting supporting because there's just so many people who are running. So we'll see. But today's a big day to see what comes of that. And that'll be true for legislative races across the state. Um, the results will be online so. We'll see. Very cool. Yeah. Uh sorry, I just yawned like a madman. <laughs> That's all right. We'll be doing a lot of yawning. Maybe at some point we'll need to take a little like break well, in this put podcast. Put be like, okay, everybody, it. take a little nap. And just imagine the words. All right, as wake up. Soft <laughs> and precious. Oh my gosh, if there was any sort of like um hypnosis type language like that right now, I would just be out. Like if anybody <laughs> talked to me calmly, I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> That's cool. So the other thing I thought was interesting has um, been all the media coverage over the last few days. and uh, Yeah, it kind of kicked off a
1: firestorm that I really didn't expect to get as big as it is, but um, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, across the board, like now at this point, the Helena IR has covered all the local legislative races and, you know, really interesting people are running against some of the Democrats. But um, we... S- talked last week about the helena Vigilani interview i did and stuff but there's just been a lot i've had a lot more people kind of in the community who are you know saying oh i saw your picture in the paper or oh i read your article or whatever. So it's interesting how all of a sudden, there's all these people paying attention, you know, in the last well, few
1: weeks, this is when normal people suddenly go, okay, politics, right. I should pay attention. <laughs> exactly. To. And I, I wish on a level that I was one of those people that could ignore politics the rest of the time and just mm-hmm. be like, No, I'll take care of this. I know. And, and on some fundamental, I do know that I would vote uh, in an educated manner, regardless. Yeah. But Since they're out there campaigning and they do such stupid stuff, Mm -hmm. I feel the need to, you know, kind of call them on it from the get-go. So, I don't know. I don't know that I could not be involved. Yeah. Yeah. I did that for a couple of years and ignored things and look where we are. I've
0: it's had a l- I've had a lot of phone calls and people are like, "Yeah, I think I've heard your name, but I'm I'm still not, you know, fully educated and I haven't really started thinking about it yet. We have another week or two and I'm like, okay, but we have another week or two. So, is there anything that I can tell you about myself, you know? Yes, what would you like to know? People pay attention in those last few weeks and you know, like we've said a couple of times, if you vote, people will stop sending you mail. So, Yes. Yeah, so, like oh, so and yesterday we had the city council meeting, yeah. which we should discuss a little we bit. We should, absolutely. Um, but, but
1: right before that, since I got there a little bit early, I was like, you know what? I'm in the building. They're still open. I'm a vote.
0: Oh, good. good. <laughs>
1: so I get in there, you know, and they make you fill out the little form. So you have your absentee ballot and then they give you the forms. And they, they, what I thought was interesting is that they, the gal that takes you over to the voting booth... Um, she has her little script that she walks you through, and she actually makes sure that you know which there's know. You know, front and back, so and you should do all of them. And I hope and they do that historical.
0: at the polling booths they, too. And,
1: and well, and I asked because I was interested and they said yes we've asked everybody to make sure that they do that when they hand you the ballots they actually go there's a front and a back and a front and not a back on this one put them together make sure the corners are lined up fold them in half twice put them in the you know that's whatever right. um, so there's this whole big it's like uh, the airline you know, Yeah, there's airline that's seats that's two in the front <laughs> the side the back there's no smoking um, definitely no smoking while you vote <laughs> um, yeah use your cigarette to burn a hole in who you're voting for so, Uh, (laughs) Seal it. So, um, that was interesting. So that means everybody in my household has voted and, um, Mm. hopefully we will have no more mailings because yesterday's mailbox,
0: you literally like pick up your mail and it's like,
1: no, they 30% political. Well, because we have a post office box and it's a normal size. So do we. Um, so we had a note, you have more mail. And what it is is they had, they had stuff from two days because apparently I didn't go to the post office. I don't know what I was thinking. I for sure I had been there. Um, But it wouldn't all fit in there, so I had another little extra bag of crap.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of political (laughs) crap.
1: And it was, and it's, uh, it's so. And we're getting mail at our PO box
0: and at our at our street address because we don't generally get mail at our street address, but somehow we're on that like you know voter database list. uh, So we're getting mail at our PO box and at our street address. And I'm getting like, what I don't understand is the other side must have just you know buckets of money because I'm getting like seven of the same pieces. Right. So it's not even like it's not effective. And at some
1: point I'm wondering if, um, problem bear on Twitter was pointing this out and he's somebody from Missoula. I don't know Mm -hmm. who it actually is. I I haven't pierced that veil (laughs) yet. Um, but he was pointing out that, you know, targeted marketing shows your care and blanket marketing shows that you've just got too much money to burn. Right. And I'm, you know, with all the talk about money and all the talk about how the Republicans specifically are using money illegally. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm really thinking it's going to backfire very quickly for them. There's a lot of people that are not comfortable feeling like they've been bought and sold. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm hoping that backlash in the next two weeks really causes. Well, it's interesting go, to because I can't do this.
0: Yeah, it's particularly <laughs> offensive when we get stuff from the. There was one from like a family foundation type organization. We've mm-hmm. gotten a couple of those, and they're like blatantly anti-choice, anti-gay, anti. You know anything coming to a, you know, gay pro-choice household, we're like, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Obviously, (laughs) they they haven't figured
1: out that your roommate Zach (laughs) Slattery is who he is. I haven't even figured out who he is. I don't think I've ever met him.
0: You will. Huh. I told him we said his name a lot on the podcast last week, and he was like, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> so For we'll saying about his that. name? Yeah, he's just funny like that. So uh, he's, anyways, he's we, uh, we've we be been fun. getting so much court. crazy mail. Yeah. He
1: does realize in the court documents it would say <laughs> you know, his name right there. Exactly.
0: court documents, right?
1: I'm pretty sure we can't get that sealed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the hearing last night.
1: Oh, okay. Well, let's tell back up and tell the, everybody yeah, what it was about. You um, tell people. So... 10 months ago, is that right? Yeah, so uh, 10 or 11 months ago. um, Helena City Council had agreed to start the process to put in place a Uh, non-discrimination ordinance and it was going to be modeled similarly to Missoula's but not exactly like Missoula's and this is what local government is for it's the it you get to try things out and see if they work see what works about them what doesn't work and do things new they're small experimental places for government to do the right thing and that way you don't have something that becomes statewide or nationwide that has errors in it that's you know the whole point of having local governance so it's a smart thing to do Missoula did theirs it's an interesting um, ordinance And um, there were parts of it that our city council liked and parts of it they didn't. And they wanted to try to do something better, which is great. Mm -hmm. Or at least that's what they said they wanted to do. But it has been the longest process. Mm -hmm. And it has involved some of the most amazingly bigoted, ignorant people in the state of Montana showing up saying the stupidest things over and over and over again. And... Um, Jamie was talking about how during elections, they had done a study. There's a study done. Oh God, I'm already going off topic. <laughs> there was a study done that during election season, um, gay and lesbian and bi and transgender people um, can actually suffer from PTSD from the ads that attack our lives, that mm. attack who we are. And, or getting the mail at your house. Right. Or getting the mail at your house. And these things that are so horrible that are like, well, the gays are after the children. No, we're mm-hmm. after the Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I just, you know, children are cute, but you can keep them. Um, so it's just weird that that sort of stuff goes on, but the, the city council has had to deal with these crackpots coming in and spouting this bullpucky for 10 months. And it's been horrible. And it looked like everything was going along at a pretty steady pace. It was slow, but it was steady. And then two weeks ago, was it two weeks or was it last week? It was two weeks ago. Uh, Two weeks ago, the Human Rights Board of Montana released an opinion note that was so poorly written, it confused everybody. And it basically ground the process in Helena to a halt all of a sudden, and um, kind of put some of the organizations that have been working really, really hard to get this thing passed in a bind. They were like, well, what do we do? And the answer was, we go to the committee meeting today and we bring everybody who cares about getting this passed, today, yesterday, it's been so long. (laughs) (laughs) We take everybody who cares about getting this passed and uh, we bring them and let them talk to the city council and the mayor and tell them what it means Uh, you know, to get this passed, why it's important. And we had a ton of allies show up. We still had a couple of dicks that hate us that showed up.
0: Yeah. Interestingly though, there was maybe 10 people who opposed the ordinance and only two of them spoke up because I think they were so overwhelmed by the, support from proponents like there was at least 50 60 people in that room yeah and it's a small room
1: yeah we were totally breaking fire code and which Mm -hmm. i think is funny because it's a city meeting and the fire marshal was supposed (laughs) to be at those yeah but anyway he wasn't so we didn't get kicked out which was nice um but yeah it was really crowded there were a ton of people and it was an interesting meeting and the, the funny thing was is that they had the thing about the bike paths and the yeah. sidewalks <laughs> and we've been doing a lot of work in Helena. and what we've talked about this with a friend of mine um we have really crappy sidewalks in helena we have lots of main streets that don't have sidewalks all the way down them broadway being the biggest culprit mm-hmm. um so you know if you wanted to walk you really can't you end up in the middle of the street hit by a car dead <laughs> uh, <coughs> so in montana was the other one we had <laughs> uh oh kicking the mic again <laughs> oh there you go
0: can you hear that when i do it
1: uh yeah <laughs> and uh thud in my ear and I'm deaf. Um <laughs> Montana's the other big culprit because it's got um I can't think of the name of it. There's a, there's just a bunch of companies that are down on Montana. Oh yeah. And there's no sidewalks to walk to them, so you either have to drive or you put your life in danger you're getting there.
0: Yeah, you and really we, can't walk down Montana.
1: And we've been working over the last year to put in sidewalks pretty much everywhere. There's no sidewalks on eleventh, Broadway gets done next year. Um, Montana is almost done all the way down to Malfunction Junction. There's only one block left that's missing sidewalks. On one side, it has it on the other Mm because it's a school. And um, so, you know, it's getting better. But they were talking about that. And they they were, you know, and 5.2% of Montanans bike to work, which I think is a very large number until you realize that almost 10% of Montanans have had DUIs so i guess it's understandable <laughs>
0: <laughs> the point is that this presentation had to be like in front of these 60 people where usually it would right. be like the 10 people in the room
1: right and so you know the, a lot of people i'm sure were terrified to get up and speak cuz public speaking is not their thing so yeah. yeah that happens but then um then it finally got around to the thing that we were all waiting for and you could tell the energy <laughs> changed and everybody kind of perked up and kind of sat right. forward and right. was listening i
0: went from playing a little game on my phone to paying attention <laughs>
1: You went from playing Angry Birds to being angry lesbian, <laughs> exactly.
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> and uh, so then they started their discussion, and I couldn't hear the beginning of the discussion because apparently they don't know what a microphone is. Mm-hmm. And um, well, it's just
0: an administrative meeting. I
1: don't care. They need to have mics and they need to be recorded because some of the stuff that was said was retarded. And I don't mean that in the you know developmentally disabled way. I mean actually, these people have been hit with a shovel. <laughs> Clang. Jeez.
0: Um, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Um, and it, well, I positioned myself strategically right behind the council members right. from the beginning, so I could hear everything and be like. So I didn't hear what they said, but then they opened it up for public
1: comment, and that's when things got interesting. Because <laughs> I don't know if we went first or if somebody else, if the other side went first. We did, but the I first mean, it was person. Back the first person. By the time I realized that public comment was happening. Um, was when I heard the guy who basically threatened the city council with, if you do this, we're taking you to court. Right. And I really wanted to go right after that and go, if you don't do this, we're taking you out. You will (laughs) not be reelected. Mm-hmm. Because we we if you want to see organized let me let me point it out to you there is no more organized group in the world than lesbians and I can t- <laughs> I have the proof for that because we have AIDS research and AIDS support and right. it didn't come from the gays the gay men because they were dying mm-hmm. it came from our friends the lesbians who not only can organize shit but are willing to get up at eight in the morning and do it
0: <laughs> so if you it, they didn't they didn't dance until four o'clock in the morning well that's true <laughs>
1: they, they they didn't wake
0: generally, up. generally we go to bed earlier
1: right they didn't wake <laughs> up in the morning looking. For an eyeball. I, I know I had it here somewhere. <laughs> it's still in your head. It's just your eyelashes are stereotypes
0: to your teeth. all hour. Right. Well,
1: you know, it, it, stereotypes exist because sometimes they're true. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, but it's true. There's no more organized group than uh, angry lesbians. Mm-hmm. There just isn't. <laughs> and if you don't think that angry lesbians and angry homos in general wouldn't be super organized and a bad idea, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're wrong.
0: So, yeah, well, that was interesting because he spoke up after a couple of proponents. And then did you see him run out of the Oh, room? yeah. And he grabbed run. his
1: wife. And his wife was sitting over in the – so where you were sitting, Then we uh-huh. were in that back room where the stairs were. She was sitting with us. And there were a whole bunch of us. And there was just poor little her. <laughs> and I kept getting – I kept looking meaner and meaner and meaner. Mm-hmm. Um, as I want to do when somebody is attacking me. Um, And I'm sure that woman was terrified by the time that he was done speaking. Yeah. Because I looked pissed because I was. Right. And I'm bigger than... This is a contentious issue
0: and we don't want this thing here and we should leave it up to the states or the feds and this will change the fabric of our community. Really? Change the fabric of our community? Because people can't get discriminated against?
1: Right. And oh, and it's trampling on my religious liberties. No, see, my religious liberty, I looked in my book, in the book of Kev... It's a very important religious document to my people. And I looked in there, and one of the first tenets is I don't have to put up with idiots, and you're trampling on my religious liberties right now by existing. <laughs>
0: The Book of Kev. The
1: Book of Kev. It's a great book. You should read it sometime.
0: (laughs) I should. I think I will be a Kevanite.
1: I think there's only probably like four pages. It's really simple. (laughs) Be nice to others except for the idiots. Right. I mean, that
0: religious trump card is really unfortunate because I feel like... Well, they think that it's their religion trumps everything,
1: but what they don't realize is that it's all religions and I can form a religion. The Book of Kev could be really fun. Trump you back. Exactly. And my religion would actually be really cool because basically, you know, there'd be communal wine uh, because we'd have... (laughs) the service at a bar. (laughs) It's like, Oh, and a
0: hot tub. Can we do a hot tub?
1: Oh, we could do that too. That would, that would be great. That's, you know, please everybody (laughs) lower yourself into the water, (laughs) grab your whiskey, take the shot. (laughs) Pray. say thank you and go, go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well he said some things that really upset me too he said something about contentious and all this other stuff yeah, and it was it's like, contentious literally and, my and heart started going well and then
1: beep, and then beep, beep. he basically he's looking right at the city attorney as he's saying and there will be lawsuits and the city attorney starts clenching his jaw i don't know if he's really on our side or not it's unclear it, it is it's very unclear and and Um, In some ways, I kind of respect that he is very neutral and keeping a neutral stance Um, because, you know, you kind of have to as a city attorney Mm because you never know how it's going to fall out. But he was clenching his jaw so much that if he doesn't have a good dentist, there's a very good chance he's going (laughs) to be toothless in six weeks because he will have chewed through his own teeth. Oh,
0: yeah. I didn't even notice that.
1: Uh, Maybe he
0: was annoyed with what the guy was saying because it just makes reasonable people look silly. He was... He was doing
1: it during other testimony, too. So I, I, that's why I don't know. I mean, right. even the, the, the clues, the n- nonverbal clues.
0: Well, all of the working. city employees, you could just see they had this, like, blank facial expression. Uh-huh. Well, like, and How are we supposed to not react, react?
1: Right. And then um, I talked to Jamie and I asked who he was. And Jamie's like, he's been here at every meeting. He talks all the time. He says the same thing. I'm like, well, that's stupid. Why are they letting him talk again? <laughs> if they know what he's going to say and then there were a bunch of more people that on our side that said some very very good things very interesting things they were how much better than if i had spoken because i would have yelled i, um, I
0: got i got pretty worked up
1: Yeah, but you. you, I love how you get worked up. You get worked up and become more calm. Yeah, your 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 vocal cadence becomes more measured. Your enunciation becomes clearer. Um, You do have a tendency to tilt your head back and look down at people with very wide (laughs) eyes, which is a little freaky.
0: um, Well, I was I was like you and me, Jim. We're gonna have this conversation. I like like because I was standing behind him. I like came around over to the side Uh because I wanted to look at all of them in the face. I wanted to be like, no, you don't get to just act like this isn't your responsibility anymore. Right. You know? Right. And, um, we're not that stupid.
1: So that was interesting. And then there was one other lady that spoke for the opposition Mm -hmm. and and she went on for like 925 hours. And apparently it's the same testimony that she's given like five times.
0: Well, but the thing that drives me absolutely mad Mm-hmm. is that her testimony was this, like, I'm going to speak in a calm tone voice and I'm going to read from my piece of paper and I'm going to come up with all of these reasons why this shouldn't happen that are based on all of these things that clearly have been discussed. And she doesn't just say, I hate these people. Like, she, you know, when it's a strategy, it's, it's, it's a strategy thing. Is but what it's I a do. strategy thing to use the, like, questions of the issue as a way to try to fight it, right? So we don't know what this will do and we don't know if this will have this Uh impact and we don't... Right, And And so we really don't think you should do this. I mean, this is just kind of a waste of time. Instead of just being outright about the fact that you don't want protections for gay people, like don't Focus on the fact that there's still questions. I mean, that's strategically smart to focus on that. Right. But just say what you mean. Just say what you mean. Yeah. There's the that
1: level of dishonesty and bigotry. And, and, and this is what drives me nuts <clears throat> about the Christians who are like, but I don't hate the sinner. I'm like, yeah, you do.
0: It's the same thing like with Chris Hansen's bill. Um, Jeff Lasloffy and those guys would be like this is about procedure this is about whether or not there's an appropriate procedure in place and you need to be able to follow the state law not the local law don't use that argument as if yeah, that's why break. you're doing this we, we have know? plenty
1: of local laws that are different from the state we have a you know like the cell phone law is a great example of that nobody's complaining about that well there are lots of people complaining about it but nobody's going well the procedure's wrong
0: right well and it's not even whether or not they're right or wrong on that argument it's that if you're gonna fight so hard for something that is based on your bias just be honest about it yeah you know if
1: you're gonna be a bigot own it yeah you know, and there is something to be said for that. Like, I, 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 I don't respect bigots, particularly. Well, I don't respect hidden bigots. There are plenty of bigots that I actually, you know, in every other thing, they're, they're you know, interesting people and I don't disrespect them. I, I respect like honesty them. and directness. Exactly. But they're honest enough and I know where I stand with them and I know what chances I have with them of changing their mind. And because of that... I'll still communicate with them. I'll still deal with them. But these, you know, uh, Harris Himes of the world... That won't even admit their bigotry. You right. know, no, 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 I'm not a bigot. This is what the Bible no, no, says. No. Um, no. This is
0: a procedural issue.
1: Right. Uh, you are. So if we
0: figure out the procedure, you're going to support it?
1: Yeah. Because here's the procedure. Don't be a bigot. And we're moving on. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, then, the, the, then
1: it got to the closed comments and they decided that they were going to talk amongst themselves, which was the dumb ugh, Okay. I like most of the people on our city council very much. I think they are great people. But yesterday's meeting Procedurally, was Procedurally, it's was really the most, flawed. It was insane. There was, there was so much fear. There was so much idiocy that was going on. And there were so many stupid things that were said and done in that council meeting. I'm surprised they've managed to pass anything.
0: Well, what was interesting to me is it was like, I'd like, watch, to it was a like watching a game. No, I'd like game. to take that amendment. It back. was like watching a badminton game where, like, you volley it over to the other side. They kind of kick it around a little bit. You volley it over to the other side. It was like watching between, cats play with yeah. a dead mouse on a <laughs> yeah. string. Just between Jim and uh, Dan Ellison, like the batting back and forth that they were doing. No, do you support it? No, do you support it? Are no, you going to support it? Are you? Well, mayor, it? I'd like, like to you ask you. It? You said you, you supported support this it? three
1: weeks ago. Do you still? Right. And the mayor's going it has to be a council decision. I've read the bylaws. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at poor Jim. I just wouldn't hand him a beer and go, it'll be okay. Pumpkin. It'll be okay. Pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> and then Matt's things uh, like uh, perceived, the word perceived has apparently let's caused many, it. many, angst, let's explain much, 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 let's angst.
0: break it down. Well,
1: it, okay. L- let me see if I've got it right. Because okay. this is, they're concerned about, there's a, a part in the ordinance that says, or the perceived nature of the person is, you know, Homosexual, whatever. And so what it's if you're, supposed to be. You're either do, gay,
0: or people have perceived you to be gay, right? That's and, and basically what this is point.
1: is, uh, if you are thrown out of a business and the uh, and the person who throws you out goes, "We don't serve fags here," but you're not gay. This law would still cover you. That's basically what it is. In fact, that's all of what it is. That's all it is. But what they they were concerned that perceived actually meant that you were thrown out of the business for being a jerk. And you're going, well, I bet they thought I was gay, but I'm not gay, uh, but I'm still going to sue them. No, it's not there for that. And that's not how it works. That's the whole function of it. So like, that that's one problem that Like they Catherine
0: have. said, there in discrimination type cases like this, there's gotta be a smoking gun. There's got right. to generally be either a pattern of behavior. So if you're an employer and you constantly create an environment where like homophobia exists and heterosexism is like the norm and whatever and repeat behaviors, maybe you never said I'm getting rid of you because you're gay, but you created an environment where clearly the fact that you're gay is the reason that you're being pushed out. Right. It's either that or it's an overt thing, like no, I won't rent to you because you are because I don't lesbian. believe in your lifestyle. Exactly, it's not that I have to perceive your mental state. Because one of the questions last night was, does this mean that it's the perception of the actor and somehow the person who is yes. the target of discrimination has to be able to read the mind of the other person? Yes, we this are requiring always, telepathy in our new legal yeah, documents. This is always the concern in any sort of discrimination law. There's nothing unique about anti discrimination for gay, le- lesbian, and trans versus anti discrimination for women or people with disabilities or people of color it's the same basic concept which is yes unfortunately in some circumstances you have to have an overt action of racism whatever sexism whatever sort of discriminatory behavior you can't just be like well i think that that person might have thought i was gay and might have been discriminating me against me based on that Mm. you have to have some sort of overt action Otherwise there's nothing. Right. And you'd be surprised did these people think Law that that Order. would never happen.
1: Well, did you ever watch Law and Order?
0: I watch Law and Order SVU.
1: Okay, well there was <laughs> this was actually the when it was when Fred Thompson was on yeah. actually, former presidential candidate Fred Thompson. Yeah. Um he was on and there was the blonde who was the assistant to mm-hmm. the gray-haired guy and I can never remember their names cuz they all kind of <laughs> blur together. But um blonde woman. Right, but she got fired. It was the end of the season and they were they were she was her contract wasn't renewed so they were firing her character and like out of the blue she goes, "Is this because I'm a lesbian?" And Fred Thompson's character is like, "Nope, had no idea." Right. <laughs> and just like deer in the headlights look on his face like, "Uh, no." And it was it was you know, that's the sort of thing. That's where that question, you know, it's like, how did this come up? How did that jump to your mind? You mm-hmm. know? So there is, I can understand why there's a little bit of concern about how does perception play into the law, but it exists regardless in these cases.
0: Yeah, but there, I mean, I honestly think that the definition of perception is being over um, analyzed. Like, yeah. it's like, perception is not on mine. It's not like, do I perceive myself as gay? It's, for people who are being perceived as gay, even if they're not, and it's also let's
1: put, it, let's put it in simple terms: if somebody calls you a fag, whether you are or not, and throws you out of their business, you have a case. That's it. Exactly. That's all. You know, somebody calls you a dyke, throws you out of their business, you have a case. It doesn't matter if you're a dyke. That's all. That's all that part of the law does. That's all it is. That's mm-hmm. all it is. It's simple. It's easy. And then the other part that they don't get is the uh, the
0: other point though about that oh. is that. If you don't have something like perceived in there so that it gives some wiggle room, the person who has been discriminated against somehow has to prove that they were gay. So, right. and it's part really of it bad is,
1: form to suck a dick in a courtroom.
0: <laughs> I've been Oh told. my
1: gosh.
0: No, but for somebody like me who, um, on outside appearance, is not going to be perceived as a lesbian. I don't know. I I don't know. Spend some time with me, maybe. But I'm just saying, like like six,
1: seven seconds.
0: (laughs) The outside world, I don't have to. I've had partners who um, were much more non conforming gender stereotypes. No. Yes. Really? um, Stop it. (laughs) And so, like, they walk through the world having to experience homophobia all the time because it's just so much more overt. I can, what is called in the gay community, cover, you know? Because nobody really thinks... Is that what
1: the lesbians call it? Because we call it blending.
0: Well, whatever. You can
1: blend. That's what you do with your makeup.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, (laughs) but the thing is that somebody... So I don't have to be perceived as gay to necessarily um, be discriminated against. The point is that I don't have to prove that I was gay in order to demonstrate that you discriminated against me. Right. Right. Or that you knew somehow that I was gay. If you said a discriminatory... discriminatory thing, or made a discriminatory action that prevented me from one of these things, then there's a case, right? Right. So, you know, it's not the worst thing in the whole entire world. If they take it out, you can still make valid claims. It's just, I can't believe there's so much of a focus on this.
1: Well, there was that one, and then the other one was a complete...
0: They're totally wrong on the nonprofit thing. Totally wrong. Well,
1: and that's that's what I don't get because they're they're going over the the basics of this, and this is part of the ordinance. It's written using the um, Human Rights Act. Law, the Human Rights Act, that's already been in place in Montana for what twenty two years. A bazillion. Right. So forever. It's a
0: state law that's been well, you know, implemented it's been and been well tested implemented, and, tested, and,
1: and, and there were too many cases gonna, about yeah. it within the first year that it was there. Right. The, the case law has been decided. It went to the Supreme Court. It's done. It's simple. It's easy. And it's well understood by anybody who's a lawyer. And then we have our city attorney mm-hmm. who apparently can't explain it to the council but members who, who are not. apparently has
0: experience in like human rights and discrimination law. Maybe not from our perspective, but...
1: As what? He was, he was inhuman and discriminatory?
0: No, no, no. I mean, he's been in other situations where he had to work on this sort of policy stuff. That's well, what I've I'd heard like from to,
1: I'd like to find out if those laws were challenged and if they were written poorly, because his inability to explain to the city council how that works is astounding, because I'm not a lawyer, and I get it. Right. And, I, you know, I've read the law... Uh, at one point, because I was trying to prove something else,
0: but and I not And it's a very, the whole argument was whether or not this exempts nonprofits and like city council members who don't support the ordinance. were basically trying to say that those of us who are nonprofits who are moving forward with this ordinance like, don't want to include there. ourselves. Yeah, in like this. the ACLU like, is going to We want like, private businesses to be able to yeah. not discriminate, but we want to be able to. discriminate you have to hire the fags
1: because we're going to fire exactly. them.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. So if you read it, it it's like, you know, government can only apply to certain entities, and it can oh no, certainly government
1: in- applies to everything. But sometimes we have to let some things go because it would be in conflict with other parts of government.
0: Exactly. So right. nonprofits, specific nonprofits, churches, religious organizations, fraternal, fraternal orders, fraternal orders, and specific types of things fraternal where it's like a membership. Right. It's basically if they don't give back. Exactly. But all of us are considered service nonprofit organizations. Right. All the
1: ones that were there Period. last night. The Catholic League wasn't there. Bill Donahue was off. Yeah, losting a child.
0: So the fact that we spend all of this time and nobody knows that, I'm like, really? We have to wait... Thirty minutes of time talking about this, about whether or not nonprofits are trying to exempt themselves, and it wasn't even a per- constructive thirty minutes. It was
1: thirty <laughs> minutes of badgering and and delaying, and it made the the meeting didn't get over until six thirty. And it shows
0: it. how different this is than a legislative process because in any legislative hearing, one of the committee members would have grabbed the statute, looked it up, clarified it for the group, and moved on. Exactly. This group talked about it for like thirty minutes, well, and then, the people in the room didn't even have things readily available to, readily available to be able to discount yeah, that belief. The,
1: Well, and and this is is the part that I don't get because our city council and our mayor haven't really held the city manager and the city attorney to the fire on this one. And they need to because, I'm sorry, but those are the two executive officials of the city that have to do this right. They absolutely have to. And if they don't get it together, it's a problem. It really is. And I I don't understand But
0: that's a way that you can be obstructionist from within the system, right?
1: And that's why I think that those two people should probably go. Sorry, I'm not impressed with either one of them. And after talking to people last night afterwards, nobody else is either. And not just on our side. What was funny is I was talking to one lady; didn't realize she wasn't on our side, and she was talking about how the city attorney is a complete waste of time because he can't get anything accomplished. Because mm-hmm. apparently they've asked for some stuff on an unrelated topic and haven't gotten a response yet from the city attorney. It's been like four months, and he's you know he's down to prosecutor. And there's a bunch of other stuff to do, and it's like, well, hire someone. Maybe get your human he also just on got it.
0: hired. That guy's new.
1: Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just saying. Doesn't matter. I'm sorry, but you you even. Not getting a response is unacceptable. You send a response saying, hey, this isn't going to be done for a couple of months because of this, this, and this. I will be getting to it. Please contact me on this date if you haven't heard from me. That's a response. Right. They've got nothing. Yeah. And that's unacceptable. Yeah. You know, and then we have the city manager who still can't tell me what's going on with the Civic Center, you know, and why it costs $16,000 for the students of Helena to use the Civic Center.
0: 16000 Oh, yeah. What do you mean?
1: Um, they do the Shining Stars Night, which is the the big... Um, yeah, yeah, I know
0: what it is. Yeah.
1: And anybody in town who doesn't know, oh. just go. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a talent show, but it's actually yeah. a lot of really talented kids. But And they're from the high schools. They're residents mostly of the city, and they have to pay to use the Civic Center.
0: 16000 Yep,
1: because they're using the lights on the stage. What? Exactly. And people wonder why the Civic Center doesn't get used. It's too expensive. That's ridiculous. How do they
0: determine those rates?
1: That's what I'd like to know.
0: Mm.
1: There's a a lot about the Civic Center that drives me nuts. And that's been like an ongoing three-year battle. I just, I don't care enough, particularly. I think they're actually not using it this year. I think they're just going to do it at the Helena Middle School. Wow. Because the Civic Center is too expensive. Never mind that the Civic Center is owned by, oh, yeah, the Civic, that'd be the people of Helena. (laughs) And it's the people of Helena's students. So it should be free for them to use. I'm sorry.
0: That's all there is to it. They must have some major maintenance costs.
1: Well, you know, well, you know how the city got the building, don't you? Mm-mm. The earthquake. Cuz it's the old Algeria temple. The Algeria Shrine Temple, and
0: that's then, a big temple,
1: right? So there's the earthquake, and then there was, um, and that's why there's only the one minaret, and the other side just has the little cap on it, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> they're like, we don't know that the building's stable. Let's give it to Helena, <laughs> and they give it to the <laughs> Here city. You go. And I don't think the building is unstable because it's it's pretty much a giant cement block. I mean, it's not going to move. And it's
0: been remodeled a couple times. Uh, well, that back geez. part where the Brewfest is and stuff that's been remodeled. I think the main part has been. Enhanced. Yeah. Well,
1: remember, it used to be the police station, too. There used yeah. to be, there's still the fire station in there, but they used to have the police station it's just so there. random. I know.
0: Well, it was a civic
1: building. I mean, why not? So they, they had you know, the, the auditorium. Was like there, like symphony
0: but that, and the fire
1: station. Well, but they didn't used to, well, I guess they did have the symphony in there, because they've always had the stage, but they had the police station and the fire station in there. But then the police went out, and then they redid that back area, and be, it became the ballroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's an odd space, too. There's just a lot about it. How much odd. is that to rent? Um, I don't know, but they don't rent it enough. It should be busy every weekend, and it's not. And part of it is they don't have enough parking nearby. Yeah, but anyway.
0: What? So you're going to run for city council? Uh, I, look at you with all your ass. Look at you with all your opinions. <laughs>
1: look at me with all of my opinions. Yes, that would be fun. Can you imagine what the council <laughs> meetings would be like? Okay, we're going to get this done. And for those of you who have any questions about whether we're going to get this done means we're getting it done today, the answer would be yes. <laughs> should you have any problems with that, I would like to point out I'll keep you here until we're done. <laughs> So council meetings well, will be I long and involved and Well, I watched it last night, and, and I was just like,
0: I could never serve on this body because it's too, um, like, free-flowing. You need to have process. You need to have They have boats. process. That's you the other part have... that I
1: don't understand. They're not using any of the process that's in place. Yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be following... They don't follow exactly Robert's Rules of Orders, but there is Rules of Order for how to get things done inside of the And
0: apparently these way. administrative meetings are a little bit more ambu- ambiguous. Ambiguous? Amb- yeah, whatever. I'm so tired. Um, <laughs> Ambiguity. We're going to be Like we're Shakespeare or something. Ambiguity. Am get jiggy with it. No, 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 no. So they're ambiguous. Am ambiguous oh my god i can't talk today ambiguous yes i do know that word people Uh, i'm not an idiot um (laughs) but they don't usually take formal votes in that committee setting and whatever which is fine but just tell us what you're going to do right so i think the results
1: here's the other thing that i that i think is interesting is because kim abbott our uh friend over at uh, montana human rights uh, network mhrn she sent them a note saying you know We find this to be unacceptable. We are bringing in our supporters so you can see exactly how unacceptable this is. You Mm -hmm. might want to move your meeting to the bigger room. And they apparently did not read their emails.
0: No, they denied the request. I don't think
1: they responded.
0: Oh, I've heard that they denied the Uh request.
1: See, I don't think it was a request. I think it was just a warning.
0: What what I heard was that there were several people who let them know and requested a bigger room. So.
1: Well, I think the next time we are going to bring all of our allies with us, we should also bring the fire marshal because he'll force them to move to a bigger yeah. room because it, it was completely unsafe. I'm sorry. Not to was.
0: mention, like, public comment was like, anybody in the room want to stand up and say something?
1: Right. It was very sort of ping pongy.
0: Exactly. I'm like, going this to is stand the strangest up. public testimony I've given. But OK, here we go. Right. Um, so so what that was weird,
1: but good news. Good news. Yes. There was a good outcome, which is yeah, they what's are the moving. They are moving. They have moved the uh, thing to the December meeting. Yes.
0: And what I heard last night that was clarified is December third is when it'll be like publicly noticed or something, and then it'll be heard on the seventeenth of
1: December. Right. And then that's when they will have public comment and blah 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 in the vote. Hopefully. And so everybody, everybody, everybody needs to show up for that. Well, everybody on our side, everybody on the other side, you can just stay home, maybe do some Christmas cooking. Right. Make some gingerbread houses. Uh Uh-huh. Complain about the things that have gone wrong in your own bathroom. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) stay out of the city council. Just stay away. (laughs) That would be a really nice Christmas gift.
0: Yeah. Thanks, everybody.
1: Yeah, that would be great. So um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that that's what's going to happen. Um, the, the current thinking is that it'll get up there and we'll get to talk and everybody get to look at it and then the vote will go our way. I hope I don't so. Tr- I don't trust that that's true. So I'm definitely going to be there to do my best to make sure that that's true.
0: Well, we need to work on some of the council members that you would never think you had to work on, but you certainly do because they're waffling. And weirdly. Weirdly. But enough of that. Enough. What else has gone on? I don't know. Um...
1: I get to go to Oregon.
0: Yay! Yeah, no. I'm tired of politics on every level—presidential, mm. statewide, governor. How do
1: you think it's going for some of the the bigger races in the world? Oh,
0: how, oh. Do, you, how do you think about
1: what happened with Rick Robby? Hill? Oh, oh, you want to do Rick Hill first? Yeah, let's do Rick Hill. All right, uh, go.
0: So go. you were really upset last week about the fact I that I was Rick Hill. You got worked up like foaming mouth, kind right. of. right? And apparently, a judge heard this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because according to the Montana
1: (laughs) Cowgirl, I loved how Montana Cowgirl told her, and the judge told Rick Hill to shove the $500,000 up his ass. Right. Which is, don't spend it. Go get it back. You're not allowed to use any of it. And she actually put an order on all of the media in the state that they cannot play his ads until he returns the money, Mm -hmm. which is really, really interesting. And very so the
0: $500,000 $500, that he accepted, the judge ruled. That he said, oh,
1: I've already spent it. Pulled his pockets Sorry. up. Sorry. They're empty. Oh, I have no money.
0: Eh, good uh, good the, on you, Steve Bullock, for doing that.
1: Yeah. And um, good on the judge for actually holding that up. What I judge think, did it? Uh, Celia, I think. Okay. I don't know. You can look it up on Montana Cowgirl. I'll put a link in the notes. Um it was uh, a very interesting ruling, and it was v- a very terse ruling. It was. It was.
0: Well, did not it say nice. really? Question mark! Exclamation point! No, but I uh, want some sort of ruling to be like really. Uh,
1: see, Question if I was mark! Ever exclamation a judge, point! Ex- <laughs> are you sure that you're not? <laughs> are you an effing kidding idiot?
0: me?
1: <laughs> According to the DSM, a moron yeah. is somebody who would say something like this, and I believe that you are a moron. <laughs> Uh, although I, I think that'd be an interesting legal document, it probably gets you in some sort of other trouble. But I have yeah. to
0: say that I'm very relieved that I didn't receive any campaign contributions over limits in that period because there was, we talked about it, there was some temptation there because people were like, oh my God, what's going to happen? We can get as much money as we want. What's our competition going to do? And I, you know, struggled with it for a few days and just said, you know, I just. I have a feeling it's going to be ruled this way. I don't want to deal with it. I would rather stay with what the law says and did that. And I'm so glad because I don't have to worry about, you know, returning any funds. But those people who, at least as far as I know, all Democrats are returning money. So that's good. Yes. All I don't the Democrats know any... are
1: the Republicans that got it, uh, that so, accepted it or not. And so here's the thing. So uh, Steve Bullock, of course, sued Rick Hill on it, but they, they didn't sue Tim Fox yet. Yeah, they did. Oh, yesterday. did that happen yesterday? Okay, I missed Pam that.
0: Pam decided to... Good,
1: good, yeah. good. Because that forces him to be in the court in front of her. Yeah. And good luck because he's, I'm sorry, he's not
0: an attorney in that area. So this Bullock Hill thing was, there was a hearing in court. Yeah, they had to present their arguments to the judge, and yeah. the judge ruled. Nice. You know, I don't think
1: I don't know that Hill was there, but I know Bullock was. Why right. would he turn that over to anybody else? <laughs> He's the AG. Yeah, he was filing it both as the candidate. Well, I'm and pretty the AG. sure
0: what I read yesterday was that Busey filed the thing
1: Good. against Fox. Good, and it should be the exact same thing that you know until that money is returned, your ads do not play. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a really interesting ruling because it puts Hill in a really bad position. He has to come up with five hundred thousand dollars and hand it back. And it can't be just a check. It actually has to come out of his accounts Mm -hmm. and go back. The judge is asking to see the proof. So because of that, his ads are not playing.
0: Right. And it was as much money as he'd raised in like a whole period, that one check. So it's not like. No, it's more. He only raised $384,000. He he can't just all of a sudden come up with that.
1: Exactly. So if he had actually spent it. So maybe the airwaves will be quieter. Well, for his race, it means that more tester and reberg ads are coming in. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) Pound, pound,
1: pound. I saw an ad break the other day. It was three minutes long. It had four tester ads, two reberg ads. Mm -hmm. Like...
0: But then the next one is four Reberg ads, two Tester ads. Yep. It just is yep. like. But I was like, but I was just. But they, I, I, at I, least no, they keep coming out but it was a three minute break. With, it's yeah. usually
1: only a two minute break and it's two and two. It goes Tester, then Reberg, Tester, tester then Reberg. Reber. And
0: Cold. then it was funny. Reber. I saw,
1: I saw one. It went Tester, Reberg, Clorox, Tester. And I was like, <laughs> who is this Clorox and what are they running for? <laughs>
0: you know, in the Danes Gillen race. They'll clean things up. I will vote for them. <laughs> in the Danes Gillen race. I haven't seen a single Gillen commercial. Have you? I, well, I've seen Dane's commercials, but I haven't
1: seen any Gillen commercials. I've only seen Gillen commercials online because I had actually gone to click on them. Right. And I've seen the Dane's ads online as well, but I haven't seen any of them on TV. I've I seen Dane's ads on, on TV. TVs. so
0: I don't know if Gillen's doing commercials or not.
1: But, um, I'm, I'm assuming she is. Um, I hope she is. I heard a rumor. Of? Um, that... Oh, uh, never mind. It's it's one of those things that I, I'm not sure what it is. So I handed it off to an investigative reporter, and I was like, "Go find out if this is true, because if it is, it's really funny." And, <laughs> um, and it's, oh, you'll tell me offline. Well, I can I can tell you. I it, Danes is suing the Democratic Party. For what? That's what I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. why would you sue the democratic party? But apparently, um, and this is the part that cracks me up because of all the And how do you know this? I heard some people saying, discussing it when and it wasn't my, I overheard people. Okay. Saying. So it's very, one of those,
0: Hmm. hmm really? Ears
1: very interesting. Um, apparently, um, some piece that either went out from the democratic party or, or from Gillen's campaign, I would assume, I don't know. Um, has pissed off him and his old business partners and Mm. um, somebody else enough that they're suing the Democratic Party for what's in it. And I was like, really? You're going to try that with what American Traditions Partnership said out about Steve (sighs) Bullock?
0: I about vomited. Did you see the thing that they sent out last no,
1: week? No, we discussed it. Remember, oh, we discussed God, it God, why don't week? I bring
0: these things? You have to remind me, because have you seen it now?
1: Uh, no. It's like an no, eight-page that, regular that's newspaper. Why I, that's why I went through oh. all of the stuff that I'd gotten in the mail when I got <laughs> the two bags, because I was like, well, maybe it's Well, you might not be on the there. right
0: list. because
1: Well, because, you know, the yeah. parents are uh, Republican, and right. I share the last name and live nearby,
0: so I don't know. Anyways, you know, putting Steve's picture up with a bunch of sex predators was just crossing a line. Crossing line.
1: I didn't realize they were going to put the Pope in there again. The same joke, but we're discussing it again. Why not?
0: Um, <clears throat> so might be suing the Democratic Party.
1: Yeah, which I think is interesting because that's just oh, a ridiculous thing to do. Mm-hmm. But you know, go ahead. I guess mm-hmm. you know, make it look like you can't stand up for your campaign, and that's all there is to it.
0: Hmm.
1: Get over it. Um, I was having a discussion with uh, another friend of mine actually about Steve Danes because he's like, well, I'm going to vote for Steve Danes. And I was like, why? Why? Well, and it, honestly, I wanted to know why. And he goes, well, he's a businessman. He brought a bunch of jobs to Montana. And I was like, no, we didn't I'm like his company uh, was fairly big in Bozeman, but they've been bought by Oracle. They're not going to grow here anymore. What
0: is this company?
1: Uh, right now technologies. What's that mean? It, well, this is the interesting part. So do you know what right now technologies makes? They make software that allows you to do customer support over the web. And over the phone, mm-hmm. it allows you to move your support anywhere in the world. So, Ba-dum-bum. yeah, that's that's the punchline. His entire company, what they build, is software to make call centers elsewhere in the world. Guess what? His, you know, so he's that's a,
0: economic development. If I've ever heard it, yeah. Unfortunately, it's in India.
1: instead of Indiana. Right. You know, so that's exactly what it amounts to is his company. Yeah. It, it made a lot of money and it did very well. And it, while it was headquartered in Bozeman, which was before it was bought by Oracle, um, that was a great thing for Bozeman, but for the rest of the country, his software, the things that they did, allowed us jobs to be outsourced from this country to places where it was cheaper to hire labor. Well, that takes away from American workers. So his company, more so than bank Capital, his company is responsible for far more outsourcing because all of his customers that signed up for it could then outsource their help.
0: And yet Republicans are going to elect somebody like Mitt and like him and across the board, all over the place. These people that really well, and then did you say, say about... on one side of their mouth that they're all about American investment and then they do stuff like that. What the no, heck?
1: No, they're all about their own investment. And uh, there's the... Uh, did you see what happened with Murdoch? Murdoch. Murdoch. I thought that was astoundingly poor timing. And if I were Mitt Romney, look... And obviously I'm not because I have a sense of self that doesn't allow me to flip-flop quite as often as he does. Um, the whole day that, you know, it was a whole 24 hours. Actually, I don't, I don't think it had even been 24 hours since Mitt had endorsed the guy the day before. And then he goes to his senatorial debate and says that, you know, well, if you get raped and you get pregnant, it's a gift from God. Thank you. I don't know what God he worships at, but holy crap. Wow. Um, if I were mid at that point, I would be telling him on the phone, you're, you're going to drop out of the race now and voluntarily. It's
0: really reaction been? Cause I missed that. He
1: hasn't done anything. I would be telling <clears throat> the guy you'd be, you're dropping out of the race. Now you have two hours or I'm kicking you out of the race very vocally because I am distancing myself from that level of stupidity. You should not be running
0: but that's the thing is the Republican party has changed so much that Aiken and Murdoch and all these other people and Ryan, and and Ryan has that belief system. So, I mean, why are we still surprised? You know, oh, I mean, that th- is, I'm not, not saying you're surprised. I'm saying, why are we the collective, we, the, you know, the, Victorian pundits, wing. the, <laughs> the big, <laughs> the big, we, why are we still surprised? Cause this is what, this is what the other side looks like right now. You and, know? and
1: it's astounding to me. Uh, Hello, astounding. rape victim.
0: You're welcome. Here's yeah. a baby.
1: Uh, well, that, that that would be biblical marriage because they'd be married after that.
0: Pretty soon it'll be like, well, the way that we prevent this from happening is by locking your knees together with a gold chalice or whatever they used to call that.
1: I don't think it was chalice. chalice Chastity cha- belt is what it. they called
0: it. But I, don't, I never really understand that concept. But it's like basically this little gold thing that goes around your legs and we'll just lock it down. Lock it down. It's the best pregnancy prevention I can think of.
1: Mm, okay. I don't think a better one.
0: I'm just saying, like this is so. I don't have a uterus in my really? relationship, so that would be the best one in my world. Right, exactly. <laughs> Nobody can have sex with the opposite sex. Yeah, th-
1: there it is. No unwanted pregnancies. No <laughs> unwanted abortions. <laughs> Everybody has to be gay or lesbian. That's
0: all there is to it. Dun dun dun.
1: Um, yeah. So the only other thing that I did this week is I actually went to um, this event that was an anti-abortion event um, up in Great Falls, and. I didn't realize that's what that's what it was. I was helping them uh, doing some technical stuff because they were having one event in Great Falls and one in Haver and they wanted to be able to. Who was? It was this group called Echoes, um, which whatever they're like the opposite of Planned ha- Planned Parenthood. They're unplanned parenthood. You get a baby.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, you were but, helping them, but Jesus likes us. Well, okay, yes, I was, which is making me guilty on, on a whole din- different din- level. Din- but din- I wasn't helping them to get their message out to anybody new, right. so I so I mitigated with that excuse. <laughs> um, My uterus thanks you. Uh, yeah, so the, but the but I have a recording of the message and I'm turning it over to Nayral because I uh-huh. want to do a pop-up video of it with all of this lady's lies because she was nuts, <laughs> nuts. She was talking about how she worked at Planned Parenthood and they have the seventy thousand square foot building in Houston that's just basically an abortion. Oh, she ballot.
0: always she comes to the legislature and testifies. Yeah, I've seen her. It's, a, it's the same woman. Mm-hmm. And then she was talking
1: at one point. She goes and I worked there. And after an abortion, my job was to reassemble the parts of the baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they have this glass thing and you go, this is an arm and the leg uh-huh. and the head. And this this. Yeah, she, and goes, I'm like, she goes gross. I'm like, that is not what that happens at all. And for anybody who doubts me, you know, okay, you can be as Christian as you want and you can be as, as anti-abortion as you want. But for anybody who thinks that there is a medical procedure where afterwards somebody who is not a doctor is going to touch biohazardous waste to reassemble, reassemble it like some macabre puzzle, <laughs> you're crazy. Right. And you need to get therapy now. So there is nothing about what this woman said that, that instills, um, honor or grace in what these people are doing, nothing. And the fact that they're listening to her devalues life, Mm -hmm. devalues the arguments that they're trying to make. Mm -hmm. So that's all there is to it. They, you know, you can be as anti-abortion as you want. And I don't think abortion is a good thing. I do think, however, that it's sometimes a necessary choice and it is not my choice. I'm not the one who needs it. Mm hmm. You know, and it's I'm sorry, but there's absolutely no reason that it should be anybody who is doing it other than the doctor and the woman involved. That's mm-hmm. it.
0: Well, and those sort of fear tactics is just what works with, you know, hate and fear and let's get as gross as possible about this. It's like the big, huge posters they have of, you know, their definition of fetuses and all this other stuff. I mean, it's just they try to make it as gross as possible.
1: Right. And because it's the shock value that makes people react to it. And it's like, well, so
0: were you at a protest or what were you? No, at? no, no. It was this dinner uh-huh. that they were doing. They were honoring some other people
1: that have done some good stuff. And here's the thing that I, you
0: know, and were you filming it or what was your role? Um, I was
1: making sure that it could be seen up in Haver as well. Oh, Okay. So they had one speaker, but they wanted it in two places. And since we haven't, uh, you know, broken the space time continuum enough to do that, <laughs> right. um, we just use the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was fine. And, uh, I always kind of think it's funny when I get invited to things like that because I get invited to stuff like that all the time and I never mm-hmm. really go because I don't really care what they think because I know they're crazy. But sometimes you have to dive back in and just confirm that they're still crazy right. and that they haven't like straighted up because I don't in, 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 like I was talking to my mom about this and, and she was like, well, are you pro abortion? I was like, no. But again, it's not something that. I should be choosing because Mm -hmm. I'm not the one who has to walk waddle around for 10 months with it. (laughs) And chances are I didn't have anything to do with it because Mm. I've never slept with a woman.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Take that mom,
1: you know, and, and, but there it is, Mm -hmm. you know, but you know, these people who make the choice to do it, I think, you know, it's a tough decision and it's, it's certainly theirs and they should get the counseling that they need to make the right decision. And if they can carry to term and, and let the baby go out for adoption, great. But if they can't again, not my choice. You know and, and um I remember uh Secretary of State Clinton's speech about it. you know, abortion is one of those things where it has to be safe, it has to be available, and we never want to use it, you know, but it has to be available it has to you be don't safe. get to
0: have it both ways though the other side doesn't get to have it both ways where they don't invest any time resources or availability of education. You know, and prevention, not to mention, like, if we're going to talk about sex assault, that we do anything about rape and sexual assault in our communities. And then on the other hand, you have no access to reproductive choice. It's just you don't get to have it both ways and have a civil society. So, right. you know, but I don't think they want a we civil need it both society. Ways. I
1: think they want a biblical society. And I would like to point out the land of milk and honey that was described in the Bible is a desert. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so it was very, it was very So this
0: coming bizarre. week. How about you don't spend any time with an anti-abortion group? No, not. I'm, will... I'm very
1: excited because I get to have Marnay on Polytechnic <laughs> Boom. She's Yay! coming back.
0: Oh, she's coming back. And then um,
1: I will be in Missoula on Tuesday. I'm going to watch the Carroll College women's basketball team. Their season opener is against University of Montana. Wow. Which that'll be, you know, they're going into it with, we're just gonna play. Which is a great attitude to have because, you know, Montana's girls, girls, women, they're... they're <laughs> Those girls. I know. Well, I get to call them girls. I call you girl. <laughs> call all my boyfriends girl. It happens. <laughs> anyway, um, the, the ladies on that team are really impressive. Their, their women's basketball team has been very good for many years. Mm. And... Um I just don't see them not being good. I what's interesting though is I see Carroll College being good. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be a good game. Um so but I'm heading over there early in the afternoon. I uh, finally got Hel- Ellie Hill to commit to being on the show. Wow! I know, you know. With two weeks left, we'll have a little chat about uh-huh. how things are going in Missoula. I think they're going well for her.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And um, I was gonna try to get a hold of Jen Gersky and see if she wanted to do a show and record two shows and then have three of them for next week because right. just get it done. And then um, yeah, so you're in
0: Portland this weekend, yeah, Missoula come,
1: next week. Yeah, I come. I get back from Portland sometime Monday afternoon. Um, go to Missoula on Tuesday and then come back. And nice should be fun. should be fun. I don't have a lot of political stuff that I'm going to be doing in the next week, which I'm very excited Yay. about, except for, and this is what I, oh, I did have a question on the city council meeting. They've just moved it to the actual council meeting in December. We're not having the meeting next week about it, are we?
0: There is an administrative meeting that they'll have, and they're going to review a final draft from the city attorney, supposedly, but it'll be whether or not he gets one done. <clears throat>
1: I think we need be to be there. Thursday. So, uh, yeah, next Thursday, I guess I'm doing something political. Or no, hmm. next Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. And then we'll discuss it next On week. On
0: Halloween. What are they thinking? It's all dress up. Mhm. Rainbow. Yes.
1: I'm going to show I'm going to show up as something completely gay and inappropriate.
0: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: Exactly. It'll be delightful. <laughs> All right, well, we have one
0: more show before the election, (laughs) so we'll do our show next week. We do have one more show
1: before the election, but I'm wondering, do we want to do, what should we do? What are we doing on election night?
0: This I have said many times. You have to figure out with the right people where the party is. Well, so I finally We're found out from up. the
1: Republicans. I asked them. They are doing it at the Colonial, which makes sense since the building was built
0: by Have you talked to the Democrats?
1: I have not found out yet, but I was going to stop over at uh, Strategies 360 and see if they've got something yeah, planned. Yeah, push them a little bit. Well, yeah. And then, um, but I'm, I'm more interested in what we're going to do. Are we going to do something that night? Are we going to talk about it? We are not doing it that that night. No. It
0: could be fun. No. It could be fun. I have to focus on myself for that night. I have to just be present. (laughs) I have to be present (laughs) to, you know, like, okay, what's happening with me that night? So I, um, I, I think that we should film or we should record either Wednesday afternoon, evening, or Thursday morning, like we usually do. If you want to do something that's more politic-tick-boom, I think you should absolutely do that that Tuesday or Wednesday. But um, but not with you. <laughs> well, no, it's just that, uh, you know, I'll be up for it, like maybe the next day or the day after. But that night, things are going to be so crazy. I don't want to commit to...
1: Well, you know, yeah, no, what I was thinking, what I was wondering is if we set up the mics live and just kind of, you know, streamed it out and let people... Talk about what's going on. Be at, the, be at one of the parties. I think you should absolutely
0: out. do that. I'm just not saying that I think I'm going to commit fun. to it. No, no. I, in, in, you I should do something from that politic boom perspective. I think absolutely.
1: Uh, maybe I'll get a hold of... Um, no, maybe I'll get Dan Boyce. Yeah. And we can talk about what's going on with the... With
0: I, the think it, it, I think it would be in. really interesting. And like you could put together a really good show that night and have lots of different interviews. And I'll be happy to be one of your interviewees. Hmm. But, um... Yeah, I'm already feeling like I can't believe it's only 12 days away. And for me, I think, like I said, the I'll be a candidate that night, but I'll also be really affected by all these other things going on. You know, like I'm deeply invested in what happens with the governor and the president and the attorney general. And so it'll just be a pretty overwhelmingly emotional 24 hours. Yep. Totally understand. So I mean, I'm planning to definitely do a show with you in the day or two after and we can talk about And then you're going on I vacation to lost. Seattle and we'll exactly. never see you again. No, I'll be back. <laughs> but next week will be our last show before the election. So it sure will we'll be. have
1: lots of good stuff to talk about. It will be interesting. Mm-hmm. And Halloween's coming up, which is my favorite holiday.
0: What are you gonna be? Um I drunk. Are you dressing up as anything? Um, Well, so
1: all the parties are happening this weekend, and I'm out of town. Mm, Like, Jen Ward is having a big party, and she's like, Why won't you be there? And I'm like, Because I'll be in Oregon, unfortunately. All the time. Um, But uh, if somebody has something on Halloween night, I'm sure I'll do something. Yeah. Get out the makeup. It seems like most people are doing something something
0: this weekend. So. Yeah.
1: So. But it, it is my favorite holiday. It's the most fun of the year. And it kind of kicks off everything else. And then basically from here on out, I don't it's know about winter. you, but my, well, it, it is winter. And the next, is it the next weekend or the weekend after that's daylight savings time? That,
0: that next weekend.
1: Yes. Yeah, so it's right before the election.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um
1: So it, the, what I don't know about your social calendar, but my social calendar from here on out, basically every weekend there's some sort of an event going mm-hmm. on um, that that leads up to, Uh, Thanksgiving and then Thanksgiving, I literally have events in the middle of the week and the weekend every week through Christmas Mm -hmm. and then you have new years and then nobody will want to come out for my birthday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am, um, I can't even think past the 6th of November and then I'm sure I will have a life again and we'll be able to have social events. Hmm.
1: Well, we'll have lots of them. We will have have lots lots of them. them. But the biggest thing that I'm excited for this year is my birthday. Yay! Because I'm turning 40. Oh my gosh. I know. Well, and uh, I'm looking forward to it because the final book in the Wheel of Time series is being released on my birthday. On my 40th birthday. I started reading this book when I was 19. Wow. And I'm, I'm very excited for that. So... The fact 40 that is a big one. Nobody's going to go out on my birthday. I might be okay. I might That's be a 40 not true. old What's your birthday a, day? January eighth. It's the. It's a one. It's exactly one week after New Year's. So everybody's been partying since Halloween. Nobody wants to go out that week. And it's well, the middle of the week this But year, it's so also the first
0: out. day of legislative session, so.
1: I know. Nobody's going to want to go either. out. <laughs> well, getting drunk and going out are two different things. Right. Especially when you're just doing shots in the hallway of the Capitol, because it's the <laughs> only way that you can walk down without punching people. <laughs> I have a drink, and I don't want to spill my whiskey. I'm pretty whiskey. sure
0: voters, I won't do that.
1: I would. I, I, it, it, it's astounding me how many people are asking me how... If I'm going to run or what I'm going to run for. That was the best one was not if I was going to run. What are you going to run for?
0: Right. Well, where did that come from? Get in the game, Kevin. Uh, I don't know that the game can handle me. Oh, if the game can handle me, it can handle you. You've been,
1: re- you're really, in, no, let's be honest. You're much more professional than I <laughs> could ever be. And you're certainly far more calm than I would be when these people are saying, I your testimony just, last I'm night just, was very well done. It was, it was elegant. It was prepared. It was straightforward. Actually it actually was wasn't prepared at all, but well, yes, but it sounded, came across as prepared. <laughs> right. and I would not have that. I, I'm far more, um, Uh, Explosive Mm -hmm. would be a really good way to describe it. But I'm far more likely to react to somebody and have a moment to point out how insane they are that's not in a pleasant and polite way. (laughs) I don't know that politics is ready for that. I think that, you know, the other part of my mind on that is that uh, I think politics absolutely deserves that. Mm -hmm. So it might be time for me, regardless of whether it's ready for me or not, to go in and do those things. I think it would be interesting. I know the news would have a field day. Marnay would be like, my job is so easy. I'm going to go film <laughs> Kevin. He's going to blow up. It'll be great.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, and it's wow. like, you
1: know, the governor, he pulled out the branding iron and he actually vetoed the bills. I would have vetoed the people who sponsored <laughs> it. <laughs> but am Exactly. Chris Hansen. Pss, ah,
0: <laughs> vetoed. Oh, Visuals.
1: You know that's exactly you know that's the fundamental difference between you know a showman and somebody who actually just is going to make this the most painful thing in the world for the republicans i will veto you (laughs) with the branding iron right
0: on that note okay bye (laughs) let's go take a nap everybody good night